call and call my phone thinking I'm doing nothing better I'm just waiting for it to stop so I can use it again I was gonna call you back I swear just as soon as I Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is the 18th conversation with the Pope on record. We've had a few more of them over the years. Sorry it's been so long, a couple of weeks off. We'll get into all that during the episode. As much a therapy session, uh, intervention, as it is a, a sports podcast. We've got loads of really funny stories. Right the way through the the episode, um, one involving a Ronnie O'Sullivan, Michael Jackson super fan, Ronnie O Jackson, which the the episode is named after. There's more Mike Skinner talk. We're looking at the streets Amsterdam weekender in April next year, which you're all welcome to get involved in. A lot of drink stories, falling off the wagon and falling in canals and hungover COVID tests. So we'll uh, we'll get stuck into to what's been going on over the last couple of weeks. Plenty of sport, as usual. Analyzing Pep's problems, previewing the FedEx playoffs in golf this week, and the White Pavetkin fight. Giving some picks for that. All the usual sound bites, funny stories, as I say, and uh, it was a good one. Good one again. Tell your mates to get involved. Rate, review. And subscribe and enjoy the show. isn't made to be hard. You know I'd give you my kidney. Just don't ever take my charger. So dance like no one is awkward. To music, listen to lit. You'd worry less about what they thought if you knew how little they did. You call and call my phone thinking I'm doing nothing better. I'm just waiting for it to stop so I can use it again. Oh, fuck off, dog. Popey. TV boy. Can you need that dog already? Oh, great start to proceedings, eh? I'm back up north, aren't I? Back oh, last day, yeah, bloody hell. It was nice of you to finally join us. I, I think today's going to be more of a therapy session than anything else, isn't it? It's, it's going to be a, a sports podcast or an uh, intervention. Are you playing Dominic <laughs> Dominic Palladino to my uh, Chrissy Multisanti, are you today? <laughs> well, I was going to say, am I Dr. Melfi to your Tony Soprano, yeah? Oh, I don't. I've got, I've got, I've got images. You don't want to shag me, do you? I was going to say, I've got images of you in a pencil skirt now. Can't get that out of my head. <laughs> well, I've been complimented on my legs many a time before. Let me ask. Got a big Kenny Dalglish ass, haven't I? I had, funny, I John was talking about this last night. He actually, I John's always thought he's got great legs. And he was in a party with uh, McCabe years ago. And he had the legs yeah. off. Dave was saying, I've got the best legs in Merseyside. Like, so they both dropped. Ah, John, my fucking hell. Dave McCabe's got better legs than me. Both dropped the strides. And uh, <laughs> the party voted. Dave unanimously. As soon as he dropped them, ah, John looked at his calves and was like, fucking hell. I- I- I'm done here. intimidated, yeah. I'm in too deep here. Yeah, he's got fucking fantastic pins. Yeah, so Dave McCabe. I'm putting myself up against them, you know. Certainly, my arse, anyway. I've, I've always been known to have a peach arse, like, but uh, my legs, yeah. It's, I don't know whether it's a gift or a curse, though, because. Not like ultra skinny jeans, like, but 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 you know what I mean. I like like yeah. like a little slim leg on my jeans, and, and obviously with me, uh, me big Lance Armstrong legs, like it's uh, it's not always a great look to be honest with you. I, I think, have to go back to the board with that one. I think we'll have to arrange this then, lad, won't we? Pope versus McCabe in a, in a legs off. Yeah, so what? So there's no you, there's no debate about me asked then. You, you're accepting the fact I've got a peach. Yeah, I, I don't think Dave was 
singing from the uh, from the rooftops about his ass. To be honest with you, I think he's uh... ass like a bag of sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have to put him onto this now, and I don't think he listens, lad. I'll have to uh, give him a little shout on this and say. Get involved, man. Yeah, we'll have it head to head. What's uh, so you're back in? What's happened to you in London then? Like you've taken to Pete Doherty by the sound of me. <laughs> Less of that. There's no Bobby. No Bobby knocking about. Yeah, it's a bit of a lively couple of weeks, wasn't it? Well, do you want to do, do, do you want to get started? Like, obviously, I know little bits, but for, just for the listeners, benefit I, more so than anything. I mean, you've uh, to chaos a couple of weeks. And hence the reason we haven't been on. I know we cancelled last week and. Yeah, you've had a few, uh, yeah, a few, for, for, for somebody who's uh, teetotal, you've had a few uh, few sociable uh, outings, shall we say? I wouldn't say I'm teetotal, I'm, I'm flexible, aren't I? I'm so sober flexible, I think, Popey, when, when it suits me by the sound of things. Yeah, it was, I don't know, lad, it's been a, all the way through this podcast, we spoke about how, how heavy a lockdown I've done up here and whatnot, and I think just seeing your old mates, isn't it, and the sun's out down south. You can have you can have a dabble here and there. You're blaming you? it on the sun, yeah, brilliant. Of course, of course, yeah. And uh, I had like four outings over over two months, really, and none of them went past three o'clock in the morning. So probably improvement for me. Still, there's a little bit of work to be done. I think um, some decision making not the best once the uh, once the ales flow. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, the, the, the first sign of, uh, of of having a problem is, is just deflecting it. Really, not not taking any accountability really for your actions. So, although you're saying four four outings over two months, which might be right, I think it was more so. Was it four in ten days? It, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been four in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think it was pretty much more. More Mike Skinner street lyric than Pete Doherty, wasn't it? It wasn't it's more lad culture than a than poetic drug taker, I think. Again, I tell you, I don't party hardly, but when I do, yes, I party hard. If you don't know how much I am worth, then you can't afford me. If you don't know how much I am worth, then you can't afford me. <laughs> to be honest with you, so Talk specifics, like what are we talking? Any any bad memories from any of these albums? If you if you can indeed remember anything at all. Well, you you must have seen you must have seen meeting Skinner and that and the streets gig on the uh, I think that was the Thursday night, was it or the Wednesday Thursday night? Uh, I tell you what, Steve, it's been a while since we last spoke, really, isn't it? I know we missed last week's pod, so we're mm. behind. So I didn't realise we uh, yeah we haven't spoken since then, really. So uh, how was your uh, your meeting with the great man? And it was great, yeah, it was brief. You know, he was a bit spaced out after the gig. I think it was all a bit surreal for him, doing a gig in an empty venue, streamed, and I think he was drinking champagne all the way through it. The intermission seemed to take quite a while as well, and he, he looked a little bit fluffy when he when he come back from that. So. On the party powder, was he? Yeah. He might have powdered his nose, like, yeah, possibly, yeah. Charlie, darling. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But um, he was sound, yeah. Him and his missus were lovely. Uh, she was calling me a believer because I was uh, shouting up, shouting up to the balcony to him, wasn't I? Come on, Mike, get out, come and have a pint with us and all that. But a believer, hasn't it, Justin Bieber? Yeah, fan? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little rinse in there. But great lad, he retweeted the pod. I, I told him about the podcast, mentioned that there might be some copyright and legal issues, but he, he didn't seem too phased or fussed, to be honest. So. Uh, and we go probably like, because he was bombed then probably doesn't remember meeting you to be honest with you no I did meet one of his record label 
people as well in the shop in the office just before the gig and you couldn't get in lad it was watertight he had like a, like no guest list or it was just his crew and I think a lot of them were next door so they were telling me someone from the record label was getting the round in in the office getting all the ale in I think for the after show and that or you know for when he finished and yeah. I did offer to, I said, look, let us get the ale in here and, you know, I'll, I'll come up. And he was like, nah, mate, it's, it's water. So I was telling him about the podcast anyway and he was like, fucking hell, mate, you, you're telling the wrong person here. You know, I fucking deal with all that, don't I? The licensing and all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we could have a, a legal case pending then, yeah? We could, lad, we could. But it was, it was, it was a great, it was a great night there. Oh, hang on, Steve, is it just a chance encounter in the office or are you, are you sort of, uh, you're starting to stalk them at this point? Like, yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit um, Rupert Pupkin, is it, from fucking King of Comedy? Robert De Niro's one where he's stalking Jerry Lee Lewis. It was getting a little bit, getting a little bit to that stage, really. But uh, nah, they were just floating about, lad. Like, his team were outside and they were in and out of the office and the bars close by and seen a bit of his team later on. Um, I think Skinner got off, lad, looking at his... Instagram and whatnot. He was when I was speaking to him. He was having a Pepsi Max, um, and I think he was in a he was in a chicken wing shop by about half eleven, twelve o'clock. So I think, um, yeah, country fried chicken. Yeah, I think maybe he's he's calmed it down a little bit in his in his later years. But no, it was it was a memorable one. Did you watch the gig, lad? Have you have you got stuck into the new album? No, I haven't. You know, but I know we've uh, we've we've sort of uh, penciled in the dam next year. Obviously, mm. depending on travel restrictions at the time. Like so, uh, mm. plenty of time to become well versed with his uh, with his latest material before uh, before when is it next April? I didn't know it had been that long. You know, nine years since the last Street album. Could do with a little cheek to holler, or toller. I see me cast loads of travesty. The reason why I'm nicked in these bag of peas. Oh, 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 oh. You can't fake the fizzle, be it is in your skin. Three is the sheets to the wind. When you fell, they rejoice. When you fell, they rejoice. Falling down is an accident. Staying down is a choice. Quite a high that, like, isn't it? It is, and he's right back to form. I mean, are we turning into a Streets podcast deal, or... I know you were worried about us being a snooker podcast, but are we... Are we turning into a Mike Skinner yeah, we dip in and out, don't we? We dip in and out, various different <laughs> subjects. And all that, let's continue with the Streets Love Fest. In the, uh, in the hope of us getting uh, a VIP uh, in the dam, if nothing else. I think so. Are we going to be... Uh, sorry, lad. I got... <laughs> wow, that was very feminine. <laughs> I was going to say... Are we going to... Is that you? <laughs> no, Is that your ma? <laughs> very much me. I've been a bit sniffly. I think it's... I think ducks, to be honest with you, have been cleaning out the yeah, wardrobes and that, I think. It's... I was like that, like that episode in The Simpsons, Ned Philanders. <laughs> Like a girl, I think he's made his wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to the Amsterdam weekend of the streets. Are we going to drag some of our listeners there? Are we going to throw it out to uh, to anyone who fancies it? I think so. Yeah, do you just want to touch on it? Have you got the, the details, the dates, and what have you? Cause I haven't got the dates. No, I haven't got the dates. You know, I, I was looking at the packages this morning. They're putting packages together, and it's all covered, covered, covered. If it doesn't go ahead, you can use your. 
you can use your money on, on another holiday of theirs. Um, it's a certain package company who's done it. It's like an experience kind of um, company, you know, like like they do days out and weekends and that. And um, you can buy like yeah. full hotel packages where you get after party passes and whatnot. And there's different levels, different tiers. I think it's I think it's the end of March next year, going into May for the weekend. So they're taking over cafes, coffee shops, bars, restaurants. There's a streets gig. It'll be it'll be a beast. Like there's a few already asking about it and looking to get stuck in. So I think um, I think we'll, we'll do it. And I think you've suggested as well maybe record an episode over there. I've already told me bird it's a business trip. Yeah, all ex- paid as well. Very kind of you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> let's see where we're let's see where we're at at, at that point, eh, Popey? Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm up for a pod from the dam. I imagine we could uh, we keep going on about a, a guest. I don't think it's. It's ever going to happen? Is it the Phantom Guest? We might get the fucking Phantom. No, I don't think so. No. Might get the Phantom Wanker if we're lucky. I think from Ale Woods, we could try and get him. <laughs> try and get him on in Amsterdam. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad touch, would it? If we're in any fit state to uh, to record a podcast. No, we're yeah, we're we're sourcing, we're wherever the professionals, you know, on this pod. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we'd uh, yeah, I'm sure we'd do a good good enough job interviewing them. Like so, yeah, I'm definitely all for it. As it's I say, right. business. Uh, put it out there on the Instagram page if you haven't already, and uh, yeah, put the feelers out. See who's up for it. I'm sure we'll uh, yeah we'll have a few stragglers. I think, I think so. A collective of cardinals out there, won't he? I think Pope's cardinals will, will be well up for getting over to Holland and uh, getting stuck in. I think, don't you? Yeah, you, you know our social circle as well. It's any excuse, really, isn't it? You know what I mean. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have some company over there. Would be a good one. But um, can I just move on to obviously you've. Cancelled on me last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So effectively, we're a week behind. So, firstly, I want to apologise to our listeners for the cancellation. And second of all, can you just tell me the reason behind your cancelling last week? It was um, 12 pints of strong European lager, really, if we're going to put it down to anything. I'd had to go the Saturday, hadn't I? I'd had a lively one the Saturday. I think you seen, didn't you? Did you see me in the hospital, in the Hamilton Hospital last week? Would you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, I'd had a bit of a fall into the canal. Saturday afternoon drinking with my old mate Charlie. Yeah, got a little bit out. It didn't get out of hand. We were just pinting it up. And but yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a strange incident. I'm uh, I'm on crutches now as we sp- as we speak. Like I'm hobbling about. But um, so what's happened? Like I, I was like, come on, why are you even by a canal anyway? Well, we were down Achney Wick having a pint down them ways, not far from where he lives. Um, it's all like on the on the waterfront, and it's dark and dingy. About ten o'clock, uh, we're walking back to his up back up to like the Olympic Park Village ways, and uh, we see this canal boat like lit up, fairy lights, lovely bar on it, and they do have bars on the uh, on the canal, so. Canal, Charlie, get on this fucking little pint here on the water, beautiful. So, as I'm going over to get into the boat, get my head into the into the hatch, like, and uh, I've slipped. My left leg's gone down into the canal. I've, I've missed the gap, like, and my right one stayed up, bent up, and like snapped <sighs> up on land. Yeah, yeah, dummy ligaments and meniscus and and pros- possibly cruciate. I've got to get an MRI on it at some point. Like, so. oh really? Fucking hell, full on Davy Buster. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I, well, that's what I was saying. I was just laying there. Charlie, I broke it. Charlie, I've, I've broke it. Broke my leg. Um, <laughs> but it, and it turns out, it turns out, it was just a man's barge. This old London fella popped his head out and was like, must have been sixty odd. Can I help you? <laughs> it was like I was. What I, state are you in? Are you in Manchester? Yeah, 
you're in, are you are you mangled here? Are you on the boat? Are you off the boat? Are you in the canal? What's going on? Well, my legs are mangled. My head's mangled. We've been having like tropical <laughs> pints. Um, eight percent. I think eight percent peach pints at one point in a uh, in Stratford oh, Village. So yeah, I was mangled in every in every sense of the word. So he says, "Can I help?" And I said, "Yeah, after a pint, please." I've got one leg in the canal, one bent up on the <laughs> on the ledge. <laughs> this is my home. It's not a pub. I said, "You've got I said you've got ale, though, haven't you? Just a pint." He just honestly. Oh, so like, you went back. You double down then? Yeah, come on, lad. That's lavish behaviour. That's Stephen. Charlie reckons I doubled down. Yeah, and he just he gave us no more explanation. Just shut his hatch over. Just just went in, closed his curtains, and went below deck. Fucking hell, he'll be ch- changing his spec, won't he? Yeah. <laughs> no. Sounds like a real with nail and ice. Yeah, yeah. We demand to have some booze. It was a little bit that Charlie's been back down there since. He thinks I might have been onto something. He reckons. That it's uh, it sells herbal tea of an afternoon, but it, it doesn't need to scousers bailing in at half ten at night, does it? Demanding demanding strong lager. I was thinking of you, lad. Imagine yeah. imagine you and Lou sat off watching watching a telly on a Saturday night, and someone just pops their head in the window, demanding to have an, uh, a cold one. Dry your eyes, mate I know it's hard to take But her mind has been made up There's plenty more fish in the sea Dry your eyes, mate <laughs> Unsettling, Yeah, be as polite, like, yeah Demanding to speak to the proprietor of this establishment, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, yeah. So it was a little bit of a palaver, lad. A dummy legs in. Home at the hospital the next day. That was lively. Um, I had a little bit of a funny turn there. They had a low pulse rate. They kept me in. EC- I had to have an ECG. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the answer like? Well, uh, do you reckon it, it was just me... Like white coat syndrome sort of thing. Me just having a reaction to having my leg tested and, and it hurting. And uh, I think it was more to do with fucking Dustin Johnson's chip in on 16 the night before in the USPGA. I'd fucking... I'd laid him. <laughs> I'd laid him quite heavily, lad, to be honest with you. were an hangover and uh, didn't need that. I think that done all sorts to me arteries, really. It was lively, lad. And then I went back out, as I say. Went back out on the Wednesday on my crutches, which probably wasn't the best idea, but... Um, oh, did you? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I was aware of this one, Michael, was I? Well, that's why I missed you on the Thursday, remember? We, we were texting... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you were PSG after time and again, eh, with the Dustin Johnson laying PSG. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll get round to the after time later. I want to talk about that a little bit later, like, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, there was a bit of money on PSG, so that was quite dramatic, and... What was meant to be a, a, a quick exchange, I'd left me, me uh, sunglasses in Charlie's, which was meant to be a quick exchange of items, turned into, uh, as I say, 12 pints of, uh, of strong strong European lager. Suspicion fought with thirst, but the thirst was winning. I'll regret this in the morning. Shots of the ride. But that's future me, I'm glad I'm not that guy. With your hand above the fold, you're a scandal in the press. There's powers in your flowers, you're a damsel in distress. Take me as I am, hey, or watch me as I go. She said, take me as I am. Again, on the, on the Wednesday. That was the Wednesday, yeah, yeah, before. That's why I couldn't speak to you, lad. I got in and me missus was, you know, 
missus was giving me loads. I'd woke Apoplectic, yeah. Dad woke the flat mate up and whatnot. And yeah, I was singing in my sleep, only singing the streets in my sleep. So he's took over my life a bit the last couple of weeks. I've basically been living in a in a Mike Skinner streets lyric for the last two weeks. I think. <laughs> You've had a real meltdown, haven't you? Yeah, I'd see more Pete Dolce than anything else, but still <laughs> him. So, so what's what's the reasoning for coming back here? Back up north, as they say, you're uh, detoxing again. And what, what, what are we talking? No, I'm going to ease my way back in up here, I think, lads. Try and be a little box clever. I'll probably have a couple of weeks off, and then when something pops up, Lid's back up for a birthday at the end of the month, so I'll be going out for a drink with her for that. And uh, yeah, just just, just try, and, try and box a bit smarter. Oh, watch me as I go. So you can't do that much damage while you're on crutches, can you? I suppose so. Yeah, we'll see how we go. But it was a, it was, it was a fun couple. Do you think the vegan, your vegan, your vegan diets got anything to do with it? Like, to, for, does that explain your erratic behaviour? Possibly. So it's created some sort of chemical imbalance in your brain or something. <laughs> of getting the right nutrition's through the vegan bias is that possibly, possibly. I've just I've just ordered a load of vitamins there so maybe I'm missing out on a on a bit of B12 and, and calcium maybe we'll get that in the system and uh, all should be good for the likes of Southport and whatnot. hopefully if they ever uh, if they ever come off a couple of northern drinks with a bit of luck yeah I don't know I can't see Southport happening who knows we'll save it it's a sort of last minute thing I'm a bit worried about the minute Stephen I'm a bit worried about this, this I know I've been in, as I'm saying I've been in hospitals and whatnot. I'm a bit worried about these sniffles I've got though lad I mean I did get a Covid test on Friday because I was coming back up north obviously and seeing me mum so I played safe and that was an experience. Fucking hell. Jesus. Um, well, uh, well, well, track and trace through the post job, was it? It was a pop-up on site. It was, I had to get my way to Big Motor and World in Stratford, it was. I think it's second-hand car dealership. Just a, pop, <laughs> just a pop-up tent in the car park there. You're basically, you're facing someone like on a long table and you basically self-test. You have to like swab your own tonsils. Quite invasive, really. You've got to put it up your uh, up your nose. It was it was strange. I had a couple of young black lads, you know, like really cool lads in the in the high visors talking me through it. Nah, cuz, nah, cuz, you gotta get gotta get right in there, right in there, get right up, bruv. Get right up. <laughs> so like that was quite well, now, interesting. Yeah, right up the hoop anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But I had this I had this Serbian football hooligan facing me, lad. Um I've recorded them, I've tried to get a bit of sound. I don't don't think I got great sound off him like he's Result I must know today, yeah? No, results tomorrow. But if you don't do it tonight, yeah, yeah you won't get your results. So go home, call the number, yeah. and register. Yeah. Okay. You know register? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So you have to go home and call them and register. Okay? Now the you're done. The result is tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow. It's 24 hours you get your results. When somebody called me, I know that I need to call the people. You yeah. need to call them. Back, yeah. yeah, no, no, you need to call them today. Today, yeah, yeah. but tomorrow. The tomorrow they'll give you either text messages or email. You know, yeah. yeah, all right then. Okay, just right. Talk okay. me through this then, fella. Right, right then. Open your mouth, yeah, yeah, as wide as you can. Make sure it doesn't touch your what's called cheeks or nothing yeah. like that. Go your tonsils five seconds each side. Tonsils yeah. the thing that dangles down. Yeah, yeah. The tonsils like you know. Well, the at little, the side. Yeah, at the sides, like right. the little lumps you're feeling your. And just like knock yeah. it about for five, five seconds. Five seconds, five seconds, and then you use one nostril to go all the way as far as you can for five right. seconds. Okay. All right. Didn't have a clue what he was doing there. He had an England shirt on. He had like I think a Lonsdale cap. Medallions over every finger. 
very stoic. Well, he was not given much. He, he was stoic until the the swabbing started, and he started trying to swab himself. So he's just there in front of me. <laughs> just coughing his guts up, his eyes watering. The young, the young London kids trying to no, no, blood, just, just, you know, just to the side, just, just five seconds in there, just watch. He's trying to fucking <laughs> trying to deep throat this fucking earbud, basically. <laughs> very, yeah, very off-putting lad, very, very strange. Is this our twelve at night? You've gone to Boise's second-hand car dealership to get a COVID nineteen lad. You've literally are turning into the help boy, aren't you? It's like a, it's like a, a Pete Doherty. Bellboy hybrid. I know you've compared yourself to a cartoon character while she's been down in uh, down in London. Like, so I'd be interested to hear which cartoon character you, you, you've compared yourself to. Like, but yeah, you, you're really out of sorts. Like, Ca- cartoon characters. I don't know. Me, me bird turned into Big Mama. I think from from Tom and Jerry there on the on the Thursday morning. Like she. She battered me a bit, uh, a bit heavier than you, Popey, for for not showing up to the call last week. But yeah, it's 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 been eventful. It's been emotional. Yeah, not too much harm done, lad. We're still in one piece. Should we get onto a bit of sport? Apart from your leg hanging off. Apart from your leg hanging off, yeah. And I, I think maybe a fractured hand as well, possibly. That was from the first piss-up, wasn't it, that was mentioned a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I always have me, uh, me bumps and bruises when I get stuck in, but uh, you wouldn't have many stories to tell without it, would you, over the years? Well, it's good content, yeah, and keep telling yourself it's all good, but you don't need one bud away from the asylum by the sounds of it. <laughs> Maybe that was the problem. I wasn't on the Budweiser. I was on Moretti's instead. I think there wouldn't have been any of these problems if I was on the, the good old, safe American tipple that is Budweiser. On the RD percent gear, like, yeah, it's fucking... Uh, it's going to do you, then. Should we talk sports, lad? We've not, Apart from Serbian football hooligans, we've not, not really <laughs> spoke much sports. Uh, what have you been watching? We're watching the Champions League? Catch a bit of City? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, believe it or not, I've... Um, most of my sport that I've been watching over the last couple of weeks has been the uh, snooker, the uh, the gas cooker as we uh, as you can call it, the world champs, the uh, the legend that is Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh, you must be on cloud nine, aren't you, with him? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. It's uh, again, we've, we've I, I appreciate what an oxymoron it is, really, the fact that probably the sports I'm most disinterested in, or, or I'd even say that the sports I hate more than any other is, is snooker, but. The same tiny favourite sports and of all time is Ronnie O'Sullivan. I stand by it. I've never watched a game of snooker that hasn't involved Ronnie O'Sullivan. So, uh, yeah, it was on the edge of my seat. That win over Selby in the semi-final was something else. And then, yeah, the final was a little bit of a cakewalk, really. Bit of a mm. bit of a procession. And, um, yeah, it was absolutely buzzing, to be honest with you. It was arguably more of a uh, more of a buzz, more of a rush, more of a highlight than, than Liverpool winning the league. Yeah. Rather than absolutely idolised the man yeah it was, it was great watching a lot of snooker I was actually saying I've never watched a, a snooker game involved with anyone else other than Ronnie it was uh, you know when it was like the two tables yeah I think it was like the third round he was playing on one table and then there was this this uh, redhead from Scotland playing on the other can't remember who he was playing and you know obviously they've all got some there's some interesting nicknames in snooker yeah Walker, uh, I think it is, who gets a little bit a little bit excited at times, especially on the introductions. He's introducing this, as I say, this redhead from Scotland. I think his name's Anthony McGill. And uh, he introduces him as the Tartan Nugget. <laughs> so I thought Nicholas Sturge was going to come out at one stage. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's this, uh, it's this old Steve Davis lookalike. Just trots out in his uh, tartan waistcoat right there, as you'd imagine. 
Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Cranky in a waistcoat, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Sturgeon, yeah. Okay, but, no. Um, I did, do you know what? I didn't see any of it. I didn't see any of the... The only thing I seen of the whole championship was, was Ronnie's comments on, on the younger generation, on the young players coming through. We always look forward to those matches. Would you have believed all those years ago that you and Mark Williams would still be performing at this high level more than a quarter of a century uh, you know, after, after you first appeared on the scene? Um, probably if you ask me then, no. But then when you look at the standard of play, then I'd say, yeah, you know, because, like I said, you know, even people like me and John and Mark you know if you look at the younger players coming through then they're not that good really do you know what I mean and most of them are like you know wouldn't even wouldn't even make they'd, they'd probably do well as half decent amateurs do you know what I'm saying Re well, not even amateurs I mean they're so bad that you know a lot of them that you see now you just think oh you, you've got you've got I've probably got to lose an arm and a leg to sort of fall outside the top 50 do you know what I mean <laughs> Wow! Oh my God! Well, why not? Why not? It's he's not he's not he's not lying. There was no one who got out of the second round from the so-called younger generation, and it's refreshing to hear it. It's 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 a sportsman at the top of his game who's as all right. His his comments are deemed controversial, but I'll probably say the more productive than anything else because it's only going to spare this younger generation on to do better ultimately. And let's be honest. He's the most decorated snooker player of all time. He's officially now won more ranking events than anyone, including Stephen Henry. So we can afford to say it. He's the main man. He's achieved it all. If anyone say it, then it's, then it's Ronnie. Again, I've mentioned it before. I think he's the most naturally gifted sportsman of all time. I'd like to see Tiger Woods consistently play world-class shots with his left hand. Just wouldn't happen. It's incredible. Right? Maradona was born to play football. You could argue the same for George Best. Messi, maybe. Uh, and there's some naturally gifted, obviously, Floyd Mayweather naturally gifted boxer, but I think out now for me is the most naturally, naturally gifted sportsman of all time. Get on to this though, you got me thinking, Steve, I can't believe I haven't told you this, I don't know whether I've actually, I must have told you the story, but I've never shared it on the podcast. Come on. It's an absolute, me and Jimmy Lee went to, uh, I think Mark as well actually, went to watch uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan in a snooker exhibition at the Echo, must have been about seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Can't remember if he was playing. Not particularly asked, but it's it's neither here nor there. It's not a big part of the story. Yeah, so it's, anyway, just, an, it's just an opposition. To watch, uh, to, watch, to watch our hero that is, Ronnie O'Sullivan. And we're in the foyer beforehand, obviously having a few 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 pints and what have you. Uh, and then the plan was to, to go into town after it, like for, for me and Jimmy at least. I don't know the mark did. And anyway, he's, he's, there's, there's some sort of... It's, it's like it was a mirage or something. It didn't seem real. We've clocked... What looked like a Michael Jackson impersonator, like sort of the other side of the foyer, with some sort of we couldn't quite make it out at the time. But what, yeah. like he was he was part of the exhibition, part of the show? We couldn't make it out. It was like it wasn't only a double take; it was like a, a triple, quadruple take. You're thinking, what's going on here? It basically just looked like a Michael Jackson impersonator, complete with the Jerry Curl that he had on uh, on the Thriller video. <laughs> so we've gone over, we took a closer look, and there's some lad there who, to me, looks like he's gone under the knife as well to purposely look like Michael Jackson. Yeah, as yeah say, they often Jerry do. Kill. They often do, don't so, they? They look alike. Very, very strange looking. That's something you'd expect to see at a Ronnie O'Sullivan exhibition. No. Anyway, we've close to look at his shirt, and he's got a custom-made shirt that we've later found that he made himself, and it's a Ronnie O'Sullivan-Michael Jackson hybrid. <laughs> oh, God. I think... So I think... he's got... A, what? It's a button-up. 
long sleeve button up collar. On one side of the shirt, he's got picture of Ronnie O'Sullivan. Yeah. And then on the shirt, he's got a picture of Michael Jackson. And on, on the back, he's got Ronnie O. Jackson. Oh. If that was his name, like in a shirt number type of thing. Oh, wow, wow. What era Jackson are we talking on the picture? Are we, are we, are we Black Michael? Are we 70s Michael? Thriller, no, Thriller. So, like, the Jerry Curl and what have you. Even oh, that, that, I think God. Thriller picture. So, obviously, we've, me and Jamie being, being us, we've gone over, we'd have that Gab, and, all right, mate, he's okay. And, you know, Gab and Terry, he was a nice fella, like, and very obviously, it's a complex character for him to, to be, uh, be sporting that. And, obviously, Ronnie was like, well, you're all right, mate, and... We asked him his name and he actually told us his name was Ronnie O'Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> hey, I'm Jimmy, all right, what's your name, Ronnie? We were like, he went, Ronnie O'Jackson, and we laughed and then he was quite staring face. So, I don't know what all that's about. And uh, anyway, we digged a little deeper and uh, yeah, he was he's obviously a massive Ronnie O'Sullivan and Michael Jackson fan. They're his two biggest heroes of all time. Doesn't miss a Ronnie O'Sullivan game, apparently. And then he'd come all the way from, I think, Sheffield. Just to be there to watch him be driven down on his own. So anyway, we had a gab, had a picture with him. So what we'll do, we'll try and find the picture and put it up on the Instagram page. Frontal picture, and then we've asked him to turn turn around as well. I'll so hope you've got to dig this out. You've got to dig this out for the Instagram page. Like this just sounds. But this is just the start of it, anyway. So we're in there, and he's not sat by us, but we can make him open sort of the other side of the arena, I think. Yeah. And then <laughs> Rory O'Sullivan's playing. And then in between shots, he starts doing a little bit of a moonwalk, don't he, Ronnie? And then next, that's it. The crowd don't need any encouragement, especially with it being an exhibition. You've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all. <laughs> so everyone's giving it loads. Ronnie's doing the little moonwalk in between shots. Fantastic. Like, the very What a performer. So we've got off from the exhibition. We've gone into town. Uh, as I say, I think Mark was in the next day. So I think me and Jimmy have gone into town there. And it was, do you remember the old Tribeca next door to Red Bull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've gone there. We've gone in. We've bumped into a few of our mates. So some of them listened to the podcast. Ben Keaton was there. Yeah. Chris McGee was a big fan of the podcast. I think Paul Robbo was there as well, who also listens. And then maybe Chris Dawes as well, but I'm not too sure that the dog was there. So instantly we've seen them, got the bar, got our pint, telling them about our encounter with Ronnie O. Jackson. Oh. You don't believe No, exactly. no, it just sounds it sounds ridiculous, Pope. It sounds just unbelievable too unbelievable. Surreal, it? it's like it was out of an alternative universe. It was mad. So anyway, <laughs> we're like, no, look at the picture, and they're like, come on, no, that's Photoshop, blah, blah. As we're telling the story, who walks into Tribeca on his sod? Ronnie O. Jackson, of course. Ronnie O'Jackson walks in, makes a beeline over to us. It was as if he'd followed us to the venue. I'm like, Ronnie! So he's over, we're having a gab and that. So everyone's getting pictures with him. It was like it was some sort of local celebrity. Yeah. So there's a picture of me, Chris McGee, Ronnie O'Jackson, 
And I think Ben Keaton, Chris McGee described as the greatest face swap of all time. So what someone's done with that particular picture is face swapped it around. So potentially you've got my head on Ronnie O'Jackson's body, <laughs> his head on my body, and then Steve and Ben have, have, have swapped faces as well. You're going to have um, to get all this, Popey. I need all this material to work with, like... Yeah, got off to Sheffield, never to be seen again. What was his tip of the choice? What was his voice like? Did he do the Michael, the soft impersonator voice, or did he did he sound like? You no, know, he had a broad Yorkshire accent. I was gonna say, did, 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 did he sound like Jeffrey Boycott? Yeah. <laughs> in a leather jump, in a leather jumpsuit. <laughs> It was the most surreal experience of my life. Uh, he didn't bevy, he was driving, so I think he had, uh, whatever, a glass of coke or something, and then he was on his way. Could we do a podcast, Pope, in search of Ronnie O'Jackson? Well, what we'll do initially, so the likes of Chris McGee and Ben Keaton who listen to this podcast, if you could send me the picture, the original and the face swap of the picture in Strybecker and then Jimmy, you can do likewise for the... Uh, the picture at the exhibition we'll get them up on the Instagram page that's incredible yeah. lad that is absolutely yeah, incredible wow. have I ever told you that? You, do you know what I remember something I remember Ronnie O'Jackson I, I, I didn't know the depths of it I didn't know that Ronnie had done a little moonwalk during the exhibition that's just ah, it's, it's what you go to school <laughs> for isn't it that, that is that is that's the price of admission alone that isn't it so it was, uh, it was. It was. It was probably the most surreal experience or encounter I've ever had with a, with a human being my entire life. To be honest with you, but something I'll cherish, something I'll take to the grave. And uh, yeah, as I say, we'll, we'll, we'll get it up on the uh, on the page eh, just for it, uh, just for the listeners' benefit more so than anything. Absolutely, lad. Speaking of graves, moving on swiftly, segueing. Another European graveyard for uh, for Pep and Man City. Did you have a little watch of that, lad? Did you or? Well, I was. I was actually at myself on. Saturday, I went out with me mate from my car. Oh, yeah. And, and they, did I send you some voice notes, by the way? Because all my history was deleted you did. from that chat. You did, a little bit of Gallagher, a little bit of Gallagher, vocals, yeah. yeah. What time was that, Steve? You looked in worse shape than Pep, to be honest with you, on that sideline. Looks like you'd been on your knees and... Uh, it wasn't late. Was it a video, was it, yeah? No, it wasn't, no just pictures. It wasn't late. I don't know, about 11 o'clock, half 10 or 11. I mean, you were on the train, weren't you? So, kind of been much later than 11. So, but yeah, I've gone out anyway, yeah, with, with my workplace and my next-door neighbour as well. And, yeah, got the got, got the train in San Juan on the last train home at 11. And I recall watching, yeah, the second half of the uh, the Man City game in the classy establishment that is Smokey Moe's. Yeah, oh, very, brilliant. Very, very, very vocal. And, uh, yeah, probably the highlight of the night, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, are we a little bit harsh as Liverpool fans? I've been talking to Sal Wynn Mullen, who's a big, uh, big Guardiola fan, big Barcelona fan from back in the day. Are we a little bit harsh Liverpool fans? We get stuck right in or, or is the legitimate question to be asked about whether he is one of the all-time great managers, Pep? Every year... No, he can't every be, he year, can't be. He's oh, only won the European Cup at a Barcelona, which yeah. was arguably the greatest, so one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah. Messi and his Xavi and Iniesta. I think, I think with Pep, I think Man City's broken, to be honest with you. Obviously, he went to Bayern Munich, didn't win a Champions League there. He's now at Man City, it's the so-called best team in Europe, hasn't won a Champions League there. But you remember when he comes to Man City, lad? He was like, a, not only like a football icon and, and why they considered the greatest manager in the world, but he was a bit of a style icon as well. Yeah, he was the yeah. ball, you know, best well. And 
you just look at him now and he, I think he's just completely regressed. Mm. Not just in the man mistakes, but the fashion sticks as well. He dresses like a meth half the time. Yeah. I think he complicates it, Pep. Well, I was uh, going to say, I was going to say, lad, before we get on to Barca, I mean, let's look at City. I mean, he's trying to reinvent the wheel against seventh in the French League. He's playing free at the back against Lyon. Don't get me wrong, they've been on a good run yet in the Champions League. Is he the new tinker man? Why does he mess about so much with, with, with that squad? Why would you change your formation for anyone, really, if you're then? I don't know. He's, 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 I think he's a little bit of a bottle job, maybe. And mm. he's, for whatever reason, I don't know. I think he shows a little bit of a bit of arrogance, a bit of self-indulgence, and he probably believes his own hype. He's trying to play football in the perfect way, maybe. And in his mind, at least, it's not just good enough winning it. He's, he's, he's got to do it. Like the old Ar- a lot of success but it got to a point where he used to just try and walk it in do you remember and it was to the detriment of the team yeah ultimately. yeah yeah and I, I don't know if he's trying to like almost almost show off tactically like look I'm going to it's the perfect game plan every game when it doesn't need yeah. that you don't need that if you're I playing think that, Leon. I think that's exactly it I think that's it and it, I tell you what as a Liverpool fan it fills me with a lot more confidence coming into next season I think there's a little bit not a huge but a little bit of a rebuild which needs to go on there at Manchester mm. City the shows to the centre-half obviously they've got Nathan Ake and Simon will tell whether he's successful or not Aguero's not getting any younger it wouldn't surprise me if they sell Aguero in the summer and then they give the Jesus as the main man but then they need backup for him I don't know I just all of a sudden it seems as though they're one or two like maybe and I just think Klopp up against Guardiola I'd, I'd say Klopp any day of the week because their recent records and heads-to-heads would they Show, really. Well, he doesn't seem to like it up him, does he, Pep? I mean, you know, when Mourinho turned up on the scene and wrestled the, the league from that Barca team, I know he does, didn't go down too well, Mourinho in Madrid, but that was a great season to uh, to overthrow them. He had to go and have a lie down in Manhattan for a year, didn't he, Pep, after, after having a, <laughs> a season with head-to-head with Jose. And he has had a tough year, I don't know, he lost his mind, didn't he, to Corona this, this year, and he does look a little bit... He doesn't look as fired up, really. He just looks a little bit dejected. Can he as an excuse, though, Steve, as a, as a, as no. a professional, professional manager? Do you know what I mean? No, I know you can't. Sad. And City, I mean, we like to get stuck in. They're at the, the Liverpool's main rivals at the moment. So Liverpool fans go OTT. The, the memes have been fucking great and doing the rounds. Like, oh. I was looking oh. for... I was have looking... you seen the office one, the David Brett dance? <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen. I was looking for the old one where he's with the, uh, where he's with the shakes... And it just says, where's my Champions League, you baldy prick. It's just fucking great. <laughs> that was the one from last year. Domestically, they've been brilliant, City, lad. They have. We can't take that away yeah. from them. But at the same time, fucking hell, lad, you know, give me 500 grand and I'll have the, the Dove and Olive dominating the South Merseyside League. You know what I mean? He, 500 million, mate. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, relevant-wise, if you give me a massive budget for, oh, okay. for, for a Sunday League team... I'll have yeah. I'll have them playing like I'll have the fucking speak legion playing like the Harlem Globetrotters, you know. Is European record at the moment outside of Barcelona? You've got a question. Like the, what have we said, lad? The favourites every year. We don't understand why they've got no pedigree. Man City every year the favourites. I'm a bit gutted it wasn't Madrid who turned them over. I can't believe it wasn't really. But I was just going to say you you were you were a lot you were on the the right line of thinking. Really, mm. was that that your theory at least? Was was right? Was proved to be right? Yeah. But it was just uh, a game later, which, yeah. which, which didn't do us any any good in the, well, the stakes. Well, they were one to eight to qualify. Right, you said they were vulnerable and they were susceptible, especially away from the Etihad, which which obviously proved to be the case. Mm. And the Barcelona stuff as well. I, I still don't think we've heard the last of that lad. I was reading a little bit this week into old uh, Fuentes, the chemist, Operation Porto, is it? 
still unsolved, still rumbling on. I'm telling you, lad, I bet your Netflix get their hands on that at some point, and that becomes that becomes a big thing, now. So what the other all the success they had maybe whenever it was five six seven eight years ago that was when, Duncan was it when they were when they were dealing with that doctor around the same time where Rafa Nadal got really good and the Spanish cyclers got really good. Dr. Efumiano Fuentes has given a brief response to Tyler Hamilton's evidence at Operation Puerto. Hamilton, who won an Olympic gold medal during a successful cycling career, told the court he paid more than $40,000 a year to Dr. Fuentes for blood doping and other drug services to illegally boost his performance in competition. Fuentes gave a brief response as he left the court. No comment. He'll know what he has done. He has said he has done many things with many people. A little bit strange, isn't it? And, and don't get me wrong, as Mullen was saying, great teams and great managers, they go hand in hand. You know, you've got to give Pep credit. But I just think a little bit uh, on the Barcelona front, I think, I don't know. I think he inherited a, a good team. I think it was Spain's golden generation anyway. We're coming through the door. They won the Euros, I think, when he got the job, didn't he? Or, uh, I think they won the Euros before he won the Champions League, if, I, if I'm right, lad, you know. So he was getting a golden age of Barcelona talent coming through. And I just think maybe... I'd like to see him take a project. I'd like to see him... Maybe he finishes with City next year and he goes, right, I'm going to AC Milan and I'm going to do a clop and I'm going to take these and we're going to dominate Europe again with AC Milan or with, you know, one of the sleeping giants, Monaco yeah. or something. You know what I mean? I'm going to go over to I Monaco. I think ultimately that's the, that's the only way he's going to prove himself to be better than Klopp because for me, I don't think there's any, any particular... Or Mourinho, lad. Or Jose. Look what Klopp's done at Liverpool. Yeah, but look at Mourinho, lad, to do it at Inter Milan and do it at Porto and... You know, they they projects. He's a bit of a dinosaur now, though, mate. No, it's, yeah, now. But what I'm talking about... tactics is... Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking, I'm um, talking, I'm talking... Very in dated. I'm talking in modern history. You know, modern managers, modern great managers. Mourinho's levels and levels above, above Pep Guardiola for me. I know Guardiola's football's easier on the eye, but what Mourinho's done is far and way above what, what, what he's achieved. So is Mullen, is Mullen still having uh, Pep overclock, is he? I think it's apples and oranges. I don't think it, it, it's a case of comparing them. I just think he's very defensive over Pep's record and he thinks that he deserves a load of credit for what he done with Barca, how he shaped the likes of Iniesta and Xavi and, and brought them on sort of thing. And it, it's, a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. And I, I was laughing at him. Lad. I, we, we, our other mate, Rory, we, we often say, like, Rory hates Rory. You know, he, he seems to hate people who, who he's like. He hates Noel Fielding. Oh, Noel Fielding's a nabbit. Well, you're a bit like him, Rory, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? And That's it, the biggest thing I've ever heard. No one wants to be like Noel Fielding, do <laughs> Well, Rory definitely doesn't because he doesn't like him, but, he, but he's very... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if there's a bit of that going on with me, lad, honestly. And with Pep, I'm calling him a baldy prick and everything. I'm, I'm ripping his clobber. Sometimes I'm watching the game, I look down, I've ripped his fucking... His threads on the sideline. I'm wearing virtually exactly the same fucking clobber on the couch. Yeah, he is, he is your doppelganger in every sense of the word, really, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm neurotic, I'm, I'm over-analytical when something's going wrong. I'm, I'm stressed a lot of the time. You're you're, no, you're erotic more like... <laughs> I'm sure Pep is. I'm sure Pep, once he gets his fucking... Budgie smugglers yeah, on. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I can imagine them to be quite the ladies, man. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I think we've got a. It's the Liverpool thing at the moment. It, it is very much Klopp v Pep for us, isn't it? I think that 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 comes into it a lot. And I think in the in the most part, he's quite a likable guy, and he lad. I think he'd, he'd, he'd be an alright fella to chill out with and have a gab with Pep. But as you say, he does seem to have lost a bit of his a bit of his gold dust, hasn't he? The last few years. Yeah, I think he's 
I think so, but if you look at his, his all-round persona as well on the sideline, yeah. he's, he's an absolute mess. Just go back to the charity shield, which again I've, I've mentioned before on the show. I, I knew we had the, the league one then. Just seeing how fucking, just how overzealous he was. Oh, just I know. On the, on I know. Like, I was thinking, fucking hell, mate, just calm down. I think Klopp probably looked at it then, his, 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 his general behaviour and attitude and thought, yeah, I've got him fucking, got him there. Uh, Unflustered, yeah, and that yeah. ultimately proves to be the case. See him on his knees on Saturday, look like fucking George Galloway in, <laughs> in Big Brother. Fucking, I'll be the cat. Yeah, I think uh, he, he is given just given his recent record, not just only his recent record, but his general record in the Champions League away from Barcelona. Then I think he's slowly, especially with this this defeat, because he probably couldn't have handpicked a better. Draw as good as Leon are, and obviously they're not coming young team. Probably couldn't have unpicked the best no. draw, and they got beat as well with, with what looked a relatively easy path to the final. Just just makes Pep for me anyway, especially in Liverpool. He's becoming a little bit of a laughing stock. That's not to say he's a great, not a great manager still, and like you say, domestically, is yeah. good. Is second to none, whether it be in Spain, Germany, or England. It's close to being perfect. But if you can't prove yourself in the European stage, mate, then there's fucking you know you can't really be considered in my eyes at least as one of the elite. Mm. And, and, Yet to do that. He's got to win it somewhere else, hasn't he? I think he's got to win that Champions League somewhere. Else. We're talking Champions League, lad. I just wanted to get on to like previous bets and the Instagram page, my convos with the Pope. We're struggling, aren't we, lad? Again, the case goes on. Obviously, Real Madrid went out. Wolves went out last week after playing fucking great against Sevilla first half. Your horse went down, didn't it, lad? Your anti-post pick is not running. He's going to America, isn't he? Oh, yeah, Golden Pal, yeah. Fucking Wesley Ward. Nice one for that, Wesley, you fucking idiot. Go I was going to say to you, lad, I know you were talking last time. We spoke that like, you like horses and that. It it might be cheaper getting Baby Gronk a pony, you know, than backing horses. <laughs> At least you'll get some days out and weekends with it, you know, rather than just frustration. He'd kill it. I'd wake up one morning with the pony's head in my bed. <laughs> yeah, I don't call your own job. It's just like that, are we? I had 10 bets last week, lad, honestly. I think one of the few losers was Wolves that I laid. And I know you, I am becoming the aftertime, I like, but laid DJ, laid, laid United against Seville, laid City half-time, full-time against Leon, laid Billy Orschel in the golf, had Kisner place, 25-1. to 1. I've been, Get it up, get it up on the page, get it up on the page. But You're robbing our listeners. It's not really like a bet log, is it? We're not doing a bet log, you know what I mean? And some of them, you, you know, the sure prices, you know, City's like 10 to 11, laying City. Laying United, I'm laying them at like 7 to 4, so it's like back in a 4 to 7 shot if you're laying at 7 to... You know, they're not, they're not massive prices. I've been riding Paris Saint-Germain like fucking Serge Gainsbourg on a horny weekend with a Parisian model in the 70s. <laughs> They've been great for me, lad. You got a little nibble on for me, didn't you? Nine to one for the Champions League when they were getting beat. Then when they were getting beat, I thought they got a bigger price than that because they were one 0 down yeah. with about 25, 30 minutes to go, and you could only get what nine to one on the outright. Yeah, I don't know, lad. And I don't know if you were you cut, wasn't it? I might have to see that slip. I don't know if you're cutting into the price there or what. Pope taking his uh, <laughs> his percentage on top I think of his. I'm sensitive, actually. 
But like that, you hate after time, but you, you know, I'll come out, we'll both come out and say when we've had a bet that hasn't got on the page or we've had a terrible week. You've heard me have me fucking, me bad weeks here as well and talk about four-figure loss weeks and whatnot, but is it, is after time and is a bet liar worse than a sex liar, would you say, lad? It, it's not a good look, is it? Sexual gratification, um, a story which I've picked up on in the last couple of weeks, which I thought was quite amusing, got me thinking about one of our uh, close friends, Graham, aka Ted Bundy. Doesn't listen to the show. No, of course. Good lad, nonetheless. Did you see the story in the news about the tech magnate, John McAfee? Like McAfee Security? Yeah, so McAfee. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't see the, no, no, I didn't see the story, no. Like a poor man's Bill Gates, like, but still. Yeah, still yeah. Very, so anyway, he got arrested. He was out in Norway. And, and obviously, uh, society's changing, not just in the UK, but other parts of the world, including Norway, because of the pandemic that we're currently living in. And obviously, you've got to wear face masks. So he got arrested because he was wearing a woman's thong as a face mask <laughs> in Norway. Oh, wow. Wow, that's a, that's a serious... And the reason it got me thinking of, of Arnie Graham, Seth uh, Bundy, that's, that's certainly something you do. But on the prerequisite, that it, uh, it has to have a crusty gusset, though, lad. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> it goes on. What's McAfee up to there, lad? Was it a statement or was it just a, a sexual desire, was it? I mean, it's a serious breach of security and it's taken fucking spyware to a whole new level, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of statement, who knows? Yeah, he's gone with it. I don't know whether he was intoxicated at the time, but he'd gone with it, and anyway, he's out in public, and uh, yeah, he's been nicked for it. What material so. are we talking? Was it was it a, a sassy number? Was it a string fellow leopard skin efforts or? Was no, the... it, was, uh, it, was, it was a lacy number, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, yeah. John McAfee, yeah, you kinky I think there's actually a picture as well, which, which makes it even more comical, to be honest oh, well, with you. Oh, I'll have to track that down as well, lad. You're giving me some good uh, some good social media content here. I haven't been on loads, lad. I had a little bit of time off last weekend. Off, And that's one of the things. Most of them bets were, were over weekends where I was having a little bit of uh, time with the missus. So, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get some stuff lined up there on the uh, on the Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. And, and get some gear Start out there. Ronnie Old Jackson, yeah, absolutely bold. Oh, that's, that's, that's tickle. I could have done the whole show on that. I know we took a good chunk on it, but I could have spoke about Ronnie Old Jackson to, for the rest of the week, really, I think. Oh, yeah, well, when you see the pictures anyway, we'll, uh, as I say, I'll do some digging. Uh, if Jimmy, uh, Chris uh, and Ben and Paul could do likewise, yeah, if they're listening to this, just send them through to me or through to the page that'd be uh, yeah much appreciated on the subject of sports you mentioned Dusty John all day what did you make of the golf I thought it was fantastic lad the USPJ I know we've, we've had another tournament since then but I thought it was a great tournament probably that leaderboard on the last day woof stacked wasn't it it was good yeah enjoyed it and, and, and speak for yourself in terms of after timer but I seem to remember me putting Zander show fly up each way 16 to 1 on the last podcast only for it to be placed, albeit in 10th. I mean, so, 
effectively what's that? Like three, three to one, three and a half to one winner. So I think my record, lad, I was thinking about this, away from the horses on the show, I generally put it better up in any other sports other than horse racing than uh, I think I might have 100% record, you know. As I say, just stay away from the horses. If you like horses, get baby Gronk a donkey or a pony or something. I think that might be the answer, you know. I think that'll cost you less. Veterinary bills, the works, than betting on horses. Like, honestly, I haven't... I just need to cut me losses on the GGs, lad, yeah. I think so, possibly. Yeah, I mean, Sanders Schofley, are you going to call that a tip of the week from you? It was the most begrudgingly put out the tip I've ever heard in my life I think I said I think I said I was putting in my nationality bet and you sort of half agreed that yeah yeah might have been looking at Xander maybe I can dig the sound up from last week and slot it in it but you were hardly bullish about Xander Schofley's chances you you sounded like you'd, you'd give up on the game really the bit seems to be knocking on the door but I don't know whether he's another Ricky Fowler potentially he's an early man yeah potentially I know he's relatively young, but he's, he's 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 probably older than what you think. I was hoping to get maybe thirty three years, but I think he's as short as eighteen. So to be honest mm-hmm. with that, I don't see much value. And probably what I will do is is play it by ear and and uh, follow your strategy of, of backing them after the first or second round. I disagree. I think uh, it was as, as as definitive as a tip as you could you could uh, you could expect to hear really. No, I, I thought it was great, lad. I thought I was quite confused at, at who's calling a young kid Colin these days. Colin Morikawa, was it? Colin. Clearly a Colin Montgomery fan, then. Possibly a Montgomery fan. It's such a scouse name, isn't it, though, Colin? Colin Wall, Colin Smith. It's one of the scousest names, Colin Jago. It's a real fucking scouse name. There's not many, there can't be many 21 year olds called Colin. So, what have we, have we become an Underworld podcast all of a sudden, have we? <laughs> Demographic, you know, trying to appeal to, yeah, the cool, lids. Cool classic, not bestseller to reference our uh, our old man yeah, again. It was, um, it was, it was good. As I say, I tell you, to tell you, it just intrigues me, but arguably more so than any sportsman in the world at the minute. Bar Ronnie, of course. Bryson, he's he's, he's oh. got to have a uh, Bryson Chamball, and he's got to have a major or two in this year, you know. The BK. Just feel- Dedication to the game. He's, he's mad, isn't he? He just lives, breathes, sleeps the game. Like, and he backs him every week because he just enjoys watching him. He just likes to, he just likes to be on him and watching his round. He, he says it's it's worth the stake alone just to see what he gets up to on the course and be tuned in. Man, he's always in the mix as well. He's always in the mix. I'll tell you what. He's this is how much of an enigma he is. I was I was reading an interview that he done with GQ the other week where he was saying that he wants to live to the age of 130 or 140 <laughs> potentially and he was explaining the science behind it because he's got a degree in some form of science at oh, least oh he's a scientist yeah oh are yeah yeah and that's his that's his sort of his lifelong goal and that's his long term project basically and he reckons it, given obviously modern medicines and, and, and what have you he seems to think it's a realistic possibility which I thought was absolutely bananas, like so. Yeah, you could be seeing uh, Bryson DeChambeau on the senior sword at the age of 130. <laughs> He's the Elon Musk of sports, <laughs> isn't he? The nutty professor. Yeah. Oh, he's mad. He's so, mad. Uh, he's, I, I think he's sort of picked up on as well. I, 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 I heard that his driver had it snapped off during. I think it was the first round. So I was thinking, yeah, wow, it's going to be something like fucking flamboyant here. It's going to be like uh, like a gladiator launching a fucking spear or something in the. Uh, Ancient Rome, but then I watched it and it was more he lent on it, I think, and it snapped off. So it wasn't certainly wasn't as flamboyant as the time that I my driver had flew off when I was playing Ireland when I was younger. 
and it wasn't through aggression. What happened? Back in the day, I've wrapped clubs around trees, I've snapped them over my neck. Oh, you're such an angry golfer, Pope. You are such, you like our John, you're such an angry golfer. Oh, no, I've had, honestly, I've, I've, as I say, I've wrapped them around trees, over my name, ponds, whatever. Uh, launched them, I've often threw my club further than the ball that I've just hit. <laughs> Isn't hard most of the time, but there was this one time I played on it, and I had this hard pair of clubs. I think they were like Ben Sayers or something. Not great, not great at all. Like I was seeing off with me three wood, and I remember it. I think it's the fifteenth on Alan. I just I've hit me three wood off the tee, and I go whack, and I've actually made a great connection. The ball's gone down the middle for a change, like decent. Yeah, I've sort of without realizing it, I've 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 lost a bit of weight in the club. And I'm like, because my my arms come round pretty quick to, to me back, and then I've noticed in the corner of my eye, like a frisbee. My club head is just literally flying off. Fucking hell, dangerous! Towards this group who were walking off the fourteenth down towards some half fella with this little fucking pushing his trolley along, must have been about eighty, and it's literally just missed them by a couple of inches, almost took his prosthetic hip out, I think, <laughs> and just went whack right into the side of his bag. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. So I could have killed them there, really. You the, could have uh, killed them, lad. You could have killed them. Yeah, there's been some fucking strange incidents on golf courses, at, as in the lad in our society. Like it's probably uh, <laughs> if you'd have took a zip out, it's probably not the uh, not the worst thing that's been took out. As if you don't get past the ladies' tee, that old one where you used to have to get your uh, get your Johnson out and play your next shot with your, with your dick. <laughs> Get your weapon out, yeah. Although I've seen plenty of players in the society not sticking to that rule. In fact, I only recall yourself and your Jonathan who have ever ever stuck by it. I remember our Alan doing it, and uh, our Anna's fella at the time, Pedro, was coming up the other way, Peter. Our Alan just whipped his kicks down, and Pedro was just shouting all over the course, Why is it so blonde, la? Why is it so blonde? (laughs) Not a good look in front of members, though, is it? Having your member in your hand while, you, while you've got your fucking free wood off the deck. Oh, baby boy, those those plums are so succulent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they just remind me of Scots. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. So so full of juice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's something I think I need to be, uh, yeah, more, more staying about really for next year moving forward. No, no the golf. I think that's got to come back. And yeah, the golf's been good though. A lot have been enjoying the golf. I think the FedEx playoffs start this weekend. Last week, weekend was great. Like Jim Herman got a uh, Billy Horschel turned over for me in the last round. Fucking unbelievable. Have you ever seen him, lad? You won't know him. Like, I think he's won one. The Hermanator. The Hermanator. <laughs> he Hermanated uh, Billy Horsey there. Like, it was it was fantastic to watch. But, lad, he was a nervous wreck. Billy was chasing a birdie to take it to a playoff. They were just showing him in the clubhouse. You know, usually they show a bit of decorum and they're kind of relaxed. And 
They could be going to the 18th tee for the, for the playoffs. They don't want to give too much away. This fella was scratching his head, flicking his cap up. He nearly swallowed the whole bottle of water. He, ne- he nearly ate the plastic bottle of water he was drinking from. He was shaking. They were laughing like Faldo and that were pissing themselves in the box, saying, oh, look at Jim here. He, uh, oh, wouldn't he? He's going to have to get control of his nerves here if he's uh, if it goes to a playoff. He's, he's struggling here. I'm surprised Jim. Faldo wasn't having a cry. <laughs> But he said, he, he got interviewed after and he was just made up, lad. He was shedded. He said, the co- his coach described him, now listen to this for coaching, d- described him as physically talented but mentally impaired. <laughs> <laughs> the same could be said for me, you know, I think. Yeah, I'd say so. Certainly mentally impaired, like, yeah. I'd say so, um, lad, yeah. It's always, a, you're talking about me deflecting me bet problems, but uh, you're always deflecting on the golf course, aren't you? It's always how oh, the grass has been cut, how oh, the wind's turned. It's never your, never your fault, is it, lad, when a shot's gone awry? Best of ever, is it? Best of ever, is it? Even though it's fucking gone on the 62, like, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it would have been the greatest shot of ever, is it? If it would have stayed straight. Best connection ever. Bad bounce, you know what I mean? Just this and that. If I could chip, I'd be brilliant. Anyone's well, fault. Man. Anyone's fault but yours. I've seen some uh, good mental strength from Thomas Bjorn. Lad. There was a little feature on last week's tournament in the final round. Thomas Bjorn had walked from Wentworth to Celtic Manor. Don't know if you've seen that for charity. No, no. How, how far is that like? He had the Ryder Cup in his backpack. I don't know, lad. Well, it's Wentworth to Wales. It took him four days. Was it charity lad or was he just sick of his missus in lockdown? You reckon he's gone fuck? He loves a pint, doesn't he? Tommy Bjorn, he's just gone fuck this. <laughs> I'm getting out. Just put the Ryder Cup in his in his fucking toggle bag and gone. <laughs> yeah, not something. Certainly not something. I'd be putting money towards like as a, as a donation. I think there's been greater feats. Uh, Captain Tom Moore, notwithstanding, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Thomas Bjorn going on a pub crawl for four days. I reckon. Yeah, and we're funding it. From Wentworth to Wales. Places. Yeah, yeah, funding it. Yeah. Seen you've been having a tipple, lad. You've, you've been having a few so-hos to put you up, haven't you? Uh, was it the honey and, honey and ginger one, isn't it, Pope? That. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, so the, the yellow one, no, it's honey, lemon. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, apple, honey and lemon. Yeah. And then the other one, the red one, blood orange. I don't know, that's that's nice as well. That's yeah. my favourite, that, the blood orange. We'll segue into the uh, the tip of the week on on the back of Sawa, where you're like, yeah, I've, uh, I think I've just re- received me, me new batch, so stay away from the, the strong Italian lagers this weekend. And uh, with me being on crutches, I, I'll, I'll have a few Sawa's, I reckon. I think so, yeah. I've got them in the fridge now already. So, uh, as I say, me, me missus likes the green one, but the, the yellow and orange, yeah. Love them. So, yeah, no lag for me this weekend. Strictly Soho. What will he be accompanying, Pope? I uh, I think I sent you my bet diary, didn't I, the start of the week. I can't remember a sporting week like this ever, lad, really. Me bet diary is chocolate. It's such an advocate for anti-post betting. I have got, I've got the Miami Heat running. I've got... Uh, a little bit of Paris with yourself. So much the Brooklyn Nets. So much anti-post stuff exploding this week. Are you going to be... What are you going to be taking in, lad? Are you going to be having a look? Have you got a tip of the week for us this week? One thing I was going to suggest you... <laughs> Here we go. Lane Yorkstone. Oh, you're going back to the horses. Okay. Good morning, meeting. But no, 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 no. What I'll do, if it's all right with yourself, I'll, uh, I'll do a little bit more research and then we'll put it up on the page. Sound. 
let me have a little look at the anti, uh, anti-post interest myself this week with the uh, with the basketball, albeit it didn't start too well with the 76ers and the Mavericks both losing their opening games. I did see that the Heat, your Heat, you think you're on out 100 to 1. They won last night, yeah. Take yeah. what the Bucks lost as well, mate. I know, the Magic. I know. And they've been an absolute mess in the bubble. They have, I think it's yeah. Bubble has burst. Excuse yeah. the pun. Yeah, Giannis hasn't uh, talked to it at all, has he? It doesn't look like. I was. I, I watched the extended highlights of the 76ers Celtics game, game one. Yeah. Game two. Yeah. And 76ers didn't play too bad, you know. Really impressed with the Celtics. So I think it's between yourselves and the Celtics, really. I, I know obviously the Bucks have been the dominating team all season, but they just, I, they just don't see the same team in the bubble. I think that he beat the Celtics, didn't he? In the in the most recent game as well. So I'm quite pumped. Well, yeah, he's after off there. Jason Tatum, he often gets referred to as the new Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And he looked absolute mustard, to be honest with you. He looked... I tell you who else as well, I'm a bit disappointed and didn't, didn't get on. I fancied looking at the games when they were all... When the playoffs were all scheduled. I was looking at them all and I fancied the Trailblazers against yeah. the Lakers. The Lakers, yeah. 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 And they yeah. went one look last night. And I think probably it's a bold, bold, bold statement. But I think at the minute, I think Damian Lillard's probably the best player in the NBA. Insane. At the Isn't cousin Nicky on on Lillard MVP? I think he won. I think he won the bubble MVP this weekend. But I think Anarchy on the Trailblazers. You know, at a ridiculous price, like when they were. Well oh yes, at... no, he's on Lillard. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you not think he's got more of a case than LeBron, LeBron. And, and Janice for MVP? There's no one more important to the team than him, surely. No, he's, 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 he's exactly that. He's the most important player to his team. But they scraped through an eighth and, rightly or wrongly, where you finish in the regular season historically is the big, big part of the, of, of the reason you vote for a particular player. So the likes of Janice and obviously LeBron, they finished top of their respective conferences. Yeah. Whereas they did an eighth. So that will probably work against them. And in all honesty, he's he's only really, really, really turned it on in the bubble. Prior to the bubble, he's he was still brilliant, but he's, he seems to be taking it to a new level completely. And for me, yeah, I think he's the best player in the NBA at the minute. He's absolutely mustard, and it won't surprise me if the if they beat the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise me, lad. I, I haven't seen much. I haven't seen. I've only seen highlights of the NBA. As I say, the diaries chock a poke. We have done a bit of Europa. Done the two the Champions League games. Obviously, we'll be watching the Champions League final. It's the Mets Yankees. It's the first Subway series of the uh, the new baseball season over the weekend as well. So there's there's free Mets Yankees games. It's absolutely packed, and obviously as well, there's a bit of fight camp, bit of boxing, and that's where my uh, my tip of the week is gonna is gonna start off. Popey, did you have you been watching any lad? Have you been watching any of Eddie's garden? Have you been playing any uh, backyard bingo? Oh, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. No, 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 no. Stop filming. No, 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 listen. Stop filming. Are you even... What What are you even doing? Standing up. Why are you standing up? What, mate? I don't get it. Why are aren't we doing you the... on your knees paying homage to the schedule? <laughs> You're a dick. I swear to God. Why oh. aren't you going to me? Huh? You may be a little bit chubby. You may be a little bit of a tosspot. But, my God, do you put on a show? No, I, I couldn't be asked watching on on Saturday. Yeah, the, uh, the latest edition of Fight Camp, but I couldn't be when Ronnie was playing. When was it? No, it was Friday actually. Friday yeah, night it was, Friday. yeah. So you were watching a Selby yeah, match? Yeah, and then Ronnie was in the absolute. What's turned out to be a classic with Mark Selby, so I couldn't be asked watching 
two tarts, throwing a few things, bless them, like, you know what I mean? When, no. when, when we were box office on BBC Two, like, so I didn't show much interest to be honest. Do you know what? Do you know what? The Zelfa fight was great. The Zelfa Barra fight was great, lad. That's worth watching again. I watched it the next day. Because we've got a little link in there with, with Wayne, haven't we? Wayne from the Golden Gloves gym, who we're doing some projects with. He's the assistant coach over there with Pat Barrett and that. So he, he was in the corner, Wayne. And I think I might get it, Wayne, on as a guest, lad, a bit of a boxing guest. And he can tell us a bit about what it's been like. He's been at the Frank Warren shows and he's been at the fight camp as well. And he's, he's fucking great fun, Wayne. So maybe we can get him on down the line. Yeah, but... Um, that was a great fight, lads. Elfo was a great fight. So you've only seen Adams. He, went. he did, but he was getting beat, lad. He was one to six, one to ten to win the fight. He was about five rounds down. Pulled it out with a knockout late on. Unbelievable left left hand, like his uh, his uncle Pat's old old classic shot. Like yeah, Adam Smith wasn't commentating, so you'll have missed him, lad, prowling round the grounds in his flesh coloured Hannibal Lecter face mask, just looking. Oh, geez. <laughs> He just looks so. so is it, is it, do you think that's part of the reason you enjoyed the experience so much? Because he wasn't involved. I actually don't mind his commentary, Adam Smith. I, he takes me back to some some glory days back in the day. Him and Jim Watson, preferry and dark like, but just to see him. Apparently, Anna, he told me that he's he's staying on site for three weeks as well. Just completely un, unnecessary, like, isn't it? That wow, wow. Of course. So he's in what Eddie Spare room? Is he Eddie Spare? I don't know. He's probably in a Ouch. probably in his tent. Any little one man one content, you reckon? <laughs> I don't understand you. Uh, you disdain towards Adam Smith because you've got a similar body shape to him, <laughs> similar personalities as well. Comes to think of it, similar comb over for a while there before he uh, shaved it as well, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to watch it this week. I'm going to watch it on a link. I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to make a stand because I just don't think Dillian White. Pavekin is a is a pay per view fight as good as Katie Taylor is, but I'm gonna go with Pavekin for me tip of the week. Sixteen to five with our old friends Genting Casino. I feel like. <coughs> Amateur wise, pedigree wise, Pavekin is a stratosphere away from Dillian White. I know White might be getting Pavekin at the right time, but you're talking about a gold medal Olympian here against a, a K2 fucking kickboxer, really, and Dillian White, aren't you? White's mm. so unconventional. He's he's a he's a knockout waiting to happen. I know he's tough. I know he's durable. He's got a little bit better technically, but. He throws them punches, lad, and he's absolutely wide open. And you've got to remember Pavekin not so long ago. I know he got caught by Pricey in, in their fight, but he gave Anthony Joshua real problems earlier on before getting getting caught by one. And what's been going on in lockdown, lad? Are you telling me Pavekin's not been at the Al laboratory in the last few months, like? <laughs> Do you reckon, lad? Yeah, just getting juiced up. I think he'll be juiced to the fucking gills. I think if 16 to 5 is a little bit sure for you, just over 3 to 1, there's 13 to 2 for Pavekin to win by knockout with Paddy Power. So I think that'll be uh, that'll be my tip of the week, lad. And also, there's a there's a Cousin Nico one as well, which might be worth having a dabble on. Of course, wouldn't be tip of the week without the Cousin Nico shot, would it? No, it wouldn't. I've had a little go on Western United as well for the A-League, the Australian leagues, just going into its playoffs. They're the rank outsider, but they've been shit hot since lockdown. They're a new team. I think they're only like two years old. Goes into like knockout playoffs now. Uh, so they, they'll be playing away, I think, as they've snuck into the playoffs sort of thing. Sydney are the favourites to win the whole thing at four to five. They've already beat them a couple of weeks ago since lockdown. 14 to one's massive, Anna. He reckons each way with Beth 365. So have a look at that as well. Western United, nice couple of varied picks there. And uh, Another yeah. another one for the diary to get stuck in. I think they play the first knockout <laughs> game on Sunday morning. So, yeah, get it in your diary. Have a look. 
I, uh, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned them. I'm, I'm actually going to blow someone, you know, someone's here, but um, Kevin De Bruyne, do you want to celebrate him quickly? It's, player of the year? Uh, no, 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 no. This is more confusion, Pope. He's not won it yet. Unless he's, Has it been announced this morning? Oh, no, I thought he got no. announced. No, no, no. no. He's won, yeah. he's won Premier League Player of the Year, that is. That, that's a mix of the fans. Ah. So we're still waiting for the PFA. I've seen... That was great that he won that, but Mane won the fans' PFA Player of the Year, didn't he? The fans or something. I just, that many awards. I, I do think he's going to land it this week. Uh, you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, for the for the yeah for the sake of it, like let's hope so. But uh, one thing I want to bring to your attention before we wrap up, our Kate showed me a video of the Liverpool kit unveil. Basically, it was all the Liverpool players on the Zoom call to each other. Oh yeah, um, and they opened up the kits or the shirts for the first time. Yeah, um, I don't know whether you've seen it. I think I might have. Is it Virgil? Virgil Van Dyke, fire! And that's all he was saying. Basically, he must have said it about ten times. So he was repetitive with an understatement. So that got me thinking, is he a fan of the pod? Is he listening? What's going on? We've said this, haven't we? We've said that, that we reckon the Reds players are listening. There's been a couple of big performances after we've laced players and whatnot. <laughs> and if he's coming out with the Simon Uber shouts, the Palace fans shouts, fire, then I think that confirms it, doesn't it? The Reds are listening. I need you to tell me, Liverpool and Nike teaming up. Talk to me. Dream team, dream team. Fire, swoosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you, I hear you. I can't wait though. I didn't open it yet. It's Nike, bro. Or is it Nike? Nike or Nike? What is it? It's Nike. I think so too, bro. But obviously the Scousers... Do it different. They do it different. They call it Nike. Or should I say Nike? I think so, yeah. So, um, yeah, give us a follow. Uh, Redman, if you're listening. Yeah, Virgil, Robbo, Trent. Come on, lads. Give us a little follow. Get me back up there, please. Any box tickets going for next season, then, uh, yeah, much, uh, much appreciated. We'll try and wrangle our way out now. Media passes next year, what do you reckon? Yeah, why not, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I need to be seeing some sort of return on the investments uh, of time alone, really, that I've, I've put into this show. So, uh, yeah, however we do that, then, uh, yeah, so be it. Them solos aren't to be sniffed at, lad. Enjoy them over the weekend. Get stuck in. <laughs> See you later, mate. All right, Take, it easy. Take it easy, lad. Ta-ra, mate. Ta-ra, ta-ra. Ta-ra, buddy. Liverpool now. Oh God, Liverpool! Liverpool are crazy, oh, aren't they? Fire! I don't know which team gonna stop them. To no team gonna no stop them. Team. They can only stop themselves. No team gonna stop them. Even City. No. No. Not now. Ah, you're on fire.